But the problem that I'm noticing here with um, so many stepmoms having their hearts basically ripped out of their chests because they're doing all the mom things, but feeling like they're getting shafted when it comes to receiving love or respect or rights in return. The problem is really simply boiling down to an unclear or an improper role definition. An unclear or improper stepmom, I should specify. Unclear or improper stepmom role definition. So what do I mean by that? Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, Sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hey there, beauty queen. Welcome to another episode of the queen of your castle podcast. My name is Brittany Lynch. I am your host of the show. And today's episode is the fourth and final episode in this series I've been doing about kind of the most common beliefs and mistakes um, that stepmoms have or are making that are really holding them back from living happily ever after, from living out that fairy tale that maybe you once believed you were going to have when you fell in love, but now seems really far away. Um, And this episode, it's there's a lot to it so you might want to take notes you might want to listen to it a couple of times um it's probably six episodes squashed into one I'll probably elaborate on all of these things again at some point but the inspiration I guess for this episode came from um this thing that I did I did that thing that I always regret doing And I went and I poked around some of those free Facebook groups that claim to be stepmom support groups. But really, for the most part, it's just a whole lot of blind leading the blind and hurting women, ripping out each other's throats and calling it support. If that's what y'all think a support group is, then holy mon, holy cannoli. Now, okay, hold on. Disclaimer here. I know that those groups can be really helpful for a lot of women and kind of like especially at the beginning when you're just realizing maybe for the first time that what you've been feeling as a stepmom is actually really common, okay? Like at the beginning, when you think like I'm the only person in the world who thinks these things or has these problems, going into some of those groups and and recognizing that there are actually like tens of thousands of women who have the same problems and feelings as you, it can be really validating, right? It can be really reassuring. Um, and it there's definitely there's definitely a, a place and a time for some of those communities. And I know that there are also some really decent groups out there. And no, I haven't been inside of every single community. So I couldn't possibly say that they're all bad. 
I know, again, I know that they serve a purpose. And if any of those groups have ever brought some sort of peace or healing or hope or happiness into your life, then who am I to say what's right for you or not? Um, But I know that they're not right for me anymore. And that's okay. And that's why I avoid them like the plague for the most part. There was definitely a time in my life that it was really comforting, though, because up until that point, up until I poked around in those groups the first couple of times, I really thought something was just wrong with me. So, you know, if you do get something from those groups, then then eat your heart out. Um, but anyway, I did go in and I poked around a couple of these groups um, because I get curious sometimes about what stepmoms on the outside are talking about. And by on the outside, I mean folks who are not a part of our stepmom story community because our stepmom story community is a whole other vibe. Um, Plus, you know, I don't work one-on-one with clients anymore unless they've been through some of my other programs and are at like a a higher level doing different things than than, um, stepmomming things still related but kind of different so I don't I don't work with one-on-one clients who are like new stepmoms anymore um so honestly sometimes I kind of forget what the vibe is like out there like I know I don't like it but I forget sometimes like what's it like what's it like out there what are they talking about in those communities I know I don't like it but what's going on has anything changed I almost feel sometimes like I live on like a remote island and then I get curious sometimes well, what's going on? So I hop in my ship and I sail back to the mainland to check things out. But once I see what's going on out there, I can't get back into my ship and back onto my island fast enough. Um, and I've built, you know, judge if you want, but I've built my, my life up that way for good reason. Um, there's not many things left in my life that bother me. There's not many places anymore in life that I spend my time or energy or money that I don't consciously choose to do so. And it, it, it feels good to, to honor myself and to have built a life that I love. So anyway, in this quest back to the mainland, I noticed some common themes that were really permeating the conversations in these groups. Uh, and like I said, if you've tuned into the last several episodes, you will know that I've been hosting a series that's intended to help you discover the belief patterns and the mistakes that are getting in the way of living happily ever after. So this episode, you know, I didn't just go into those groups to be like, oh my God, I don't like them. I really went in there to see like, what's what's going on? How can I help the most people by figuring out what are the most common issues that that stepmoms are are navigating right now or trying to navigate without a whole lot of support um like I said those groups are usually blind leading the blind and there's not a lot of support in there that's um supportive or super duper productive so I wanted to put together this list of kind of six of the most common reasons that your step family might not be blending the way that you'd hoped in order to um support you if any of these resonate with you and you know as I go through this list and I give you my take on it again this is just my take this is my interpretation this is through my lens I'm not saying that I'm right I'm not saying I know everything you know this is just the way I do things but as I do go through this list I want to invite you to keep an open mind and 
really allow yourself the space to get curious about the ways these themes might be showing up in your life and these themes might be preventing you from blending the way that you hoped to, to blend. The fact of the matter is that a lot of stepmoms know exactly what they do not want in their lives. So if you're like most stepmoms, then you might have a really clear idea of like, oh, hey, I don't want my life to look like this. You know, I don't want my relationship to look like this with my spouse. I don't want my household to be run like this. But if all you're focusing on is what you do not want, you're just going to keep getting more of what you do not want. Like the stepmom who thrives, the stepmom who is living her fairy tale, the step queen, if you will. The step queen has a crystal clear picture in her mind about what she wants her life to look like. And she's like relentlessly focused on protecting the vision that she has for her future. She knows where she's going. She knows how she's getting there. And that's how her fairy tale is coming true because she knows where she wants to go. She's not looking where she doesn't want to go. She's going where she wants to go, looking where she wants to go. So if you wouldn't yet, maybe call yourself a step queen. If you're still struggling to blend, if you're still struggling to be hashtag living your best life because your focus has been severely narrowed to a really, really tiny slit that just looks at the problems in your step family. That's okay. That's okay. It happens to all of us or most of us. But um, if that's you, then without further ado, here are the top six reasons that your step family might not be blending the way that you had hoped. Um, and these are, like I said, what I observed when, when I left my little island and headed back to the outside on a quest for you. So number six is uh, parenting, but not a parent. Okay, number six. This was a one of the most common themes that I noticed aside from X bashing and, and screenshot posting. Um, X bashing and screenshot posting are a whole other conversation. But if you identify with parenting but not a parent, if you believe that you are parenting but you're not a parent, then listen in, my friend. Um, I want to start off by saying, like, I know how difficult it can be to feel like you're doing all of the mom things without being their mom. Stepmoms do do a lot of parenting and typically don't get the same respect or rights as a biological parent. I actually wrote an article for Stepmom Magazine a while back about whether or not stepmoms even are parents or actually are parents. Okay, But the problem that I'm noticing here with um, so many stepmoms having their hearts basically ripped out of their chests because they're doing all the mom things but feeling like they're getting shafted when it comes to receiving love or respect or rights in return. The problem is really simply boiling down to an unclear or an improper role definition. An unclear or improper stepmom, I should specify. Unclear or improper stepmom role definition. So what do I mean by that? In my personal and professional experience as a step family counselor, working with stepmoms from all over the world, 
when women become stepmoms, there seems to be this common underlying assumption that because you partnered up with one of the kid's parents, that you're automatically required to step into the role that a biological mother would play. And for some step families, this works. But for those it does work for, those stepmoms it does work for don't feel like their guts are being ripped out because they're doing all the parenting without any of the recognition. And arguably the step families that this does work for, where stepmom like occupies the mom role. This is an eensy, 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 weensy, teeny, tiny, eensy, weensy, infinitesimal percentage. Because no matter what, no matter how strong your bond is with those kids, no matter how young the kids were when you came into their lives, no matter how often their other parent is or isn't in the picture, no matter if their other parent is dead, the fact of the matter is, and I love you so much, but the fact of the matter is that you are not their biological parent. That doesn't mean that you're not a parent. That doesn't mean that your role as a stepmom is less important than anyone else's role. That doesn't have to imply that there is a hierarchy and biological parents are better than step parents. It doesn't mean any of that. But the truth is, That for as long as you're essentially trying to squeeze yourself into a role that's already occupied by another person, whether that person is dead or may as well be dead or alive and well, your step family will never be able to blend if you deny the truth about the makeup of your family. And the truth, the fact is that you are a stepmother who belongs to a step family. And step families have a different playbook, period. We have different rules, period. We have a different relationship makeup, period. And stepmoms have an entirely different role than biological parents do. And again, it's not less important, but it's different. And until you accept the fact that no matter how hard you try or how hard you pray, or how much you wish that your stepfamily was a nuclear family, it cannot and will not ever be. And that's okay. That's wonderful. Stepfamilies are amazing. They can be amazing. Stepmothering can be one of the most rewarding and amazing personal development opportunities you ever have in your life. But first and foremost, my love, you are going to have to accept that you have to allow yourself to define your role in your stepfamily as the stepmom. Well, I mean, you don't have to do anything. But if you want your stepfamily to blend, then it's going to be really hard to do unless you define what it means to you to be a stepmom. And how you want to show up in that very beautiful, special role that only you can occupy, right? Just like, just like you will never be their biological mother, you will always be the stepmom, right? No one else can occupy that. Number five on the list 
the fifth. I'm counting backwards. If you're wondering how we're already at number five, I'm counting backwards. Six, five. The five reason, the fifth reason your step family might not be blending the way that you'd hoped is because of what might feel to you like a lack of control. Okay. Lack of control. And I get it. Like, is there anybody out there who would be okay with having their schedule dictated by other people? In fact, this exact thing, having my schedule dictated by other people, this was one of the most catastrophic fights I ever had in my relationship, uh, was when my husband rearranged our parenting schedule with my stepson's mom without talking to me first. Again, wasn't the first time it happened. It was like a bazillionth. And I had a full on colossal meltdown over it. And that last schedule change without my being consulted on top of all the other BS that was going on in our step family, it was almost the last straw. It was like the, t- the day that things had to change in my step family because I was like out the door. I was going to leave. I was screaming in my husband's face that I wanted a divorce. Da, 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 da. It wasn't just that, but it was lots, right? Before I was a stepmom, I was a young, wild, free, single woman who did what she wanted, when she wanted to. I made good money. I had good friends. I traveled. I shopped. I stayed out late. I answered to nobody. I ate nachos in bed in my underwear and binged TV. So when I essentially became an overnight parent to a boy who was already old enough to have an opinion and to tell me what that opinion was... My world basically got flipped on its head. Like if you know me, then you know my highest value is freedom. So in other words, everything that I do in my life is derived from one of my core values. Same as you. But one of my core values, which is freedom, means doing what I want when I want to and answering to nobody. (laughs) That's my definition of freedom. Which is a huge paradigm shift when all of a sudden my schedule and my life are being dictated by other people. And the only way I can think of to make it stop is to leave my partner. But eventually, you know, eventually, spoiler alert, eventually I didn't, (laughs) I didn't leave Um, all the work I ended up doing on myself in order to avoid having to leave, to avoid having to separate from Seamus. I came to realize that while I initially believed my stepfamily wasn't blending because I had no control It wasn't actually about me having no control at all. It was actually about me having shit boundaries. It wasn't about me having no control. It was about me being totally unclear about what my needs were and too afraid to rock the boat in order to get my needs met. So I just festered in resentment And I blamed everybody else for stealing my control from me. Side note, sidebar. If you have resentment in your step family, um, please go back to episode 57 and listen to the resentment squashing episode because resentment will destroy your relationship if it isn't dealt with. So the moral of the story, if you're like a lot of stepmoms who feel like their life is being run by other people, The reason your stepfamily isn't blending the way that you want it isn't because you lack control. It's probably because you haven't learned how to set proper boundaries and you're either unclear about what your needs are 
or you're unclear about how to get them met, or you're worried about what will happen if you do set boundaries or if you do advocate to have your needs met. And listen, you know, wherever you are, that's totally fine. You are where you are for a reason. If you were supposed to be somewhere else, you would be. But you will never blend with shit boundaries and you'll never blend if you keep your own needs and well-being on the back burner. Number four, loss of identity. Okay, so I kind of started talking about loss of identity in, in the last one about how when I became an overnight parent, it was like a shock to my system, like being thrown in a cold pool. And if you're like most stepmoms that I work with, um, especially if you didn't already have bio kids before getting into your current relationship, then gaining an overnight ready-made family typically, not always, but typically results in reduced freedom, lifestyle changes, and this overarching question of who the F am I now? Right? Who am I now? Um, I have an entire episode on this. I think it's called The Way Life Used to Be. I don't remember what number it is, but The Way Life Used to Be. And it talks in depth about the identity transformation that stepmoms go through when they become stepmoms. And even stepmoms who already have bio kids, like, like we talked about in number six, The stepmom role is not the same as the mom role. So the adaptation to the stepmom role will look different to someone who has bio kids because the role doesn't translate. One of the themes in in those groups that I was noticing was women saying like, I'd never let my own kids get away with X, Y, Z, or I'm way more strict with my bio kids and my stepkids or my stepkids get away with murder. And it's not fair because my bio kids have different rules and I enforce them differently which I mean, as they're all totally valid concerns. Like I get it. And all the feelings associated with this, right? Like the frustration and the exasperation and the sadness and the anger and the wanting to be fair to your own kids, all very valid, all very real, all very important. You're not wrong for feeling the way that you do. But truthfully, when you become a stepmom, you experience an identity shift. And if your stepfamily isn't blending the way that you'd hoped, there's a good chance that you feel like you've lost a part of your identity and you're not sure who you are now or what your role is now or what life is supposed to look like now. There's also a chance that you might be grieving a life that you once thought you were going to have. But as long as you stay with this current partner, you never will have it. You might be stuck in like this thought loop of my partner's already been there, done that with somebody else. And if and if or when we get married or if or when we have our own baby or if or when we ever get our dream home, it doesn't matter because my partner's already done it. We do uh, we do a lot of work at the identity level inside of the stepmom story, which if you don't already know, is the most transformative and most incredible Um, online stepmom support community that I facilitate. I'm so privileged and honored to facilitate it. And if your stepfamily is not blending or you feel like you're an outsider or you're not really sure where you fit in with their family or you find yourself missing the life that you had before you met your spouse, then chances are pretty good that some identity work would really, really, really help you 
defining your new identity, defining your identity outside of stepmothering, defining your role as a stepmom, right? Identity work is super, super important. Alrighty then, number three, the third reason that your stepfamily might not be blending the way that you'd hoped. Surprise, surprise, complicated relationship dynamics. And when I say that, there's probably a pretty good chance that you got a picture in your mind about what those complicated relationship dynamics might look like for you. Stepfamilies have a lot of relationship dynamics. Right? We're not nuclear families. Nuclear families just have dynamics between a spouse and bio kids, right? A step family opens up to a whole lot more relationships that are a whole lot more complicated with people who truthfully may not even like us that much and we might not even like that much either. Your secret's safe with me. Relationships in general are the most satisfying and the most challenging aspect of being human. If you think about it, our entire existence as humans, as human beings, is really all about creating and maintaining and ending relationships and trying to figure out what all the feelings in between and in and around those relationships mean. So if your step family is not blending the way that you'd hoped, there's a very, very, very high probability that it's because you haven't learned how to navigate these really confusing and sometimes really complex relationship dynamics. And guess what? That's okay. Getting good at step family relationships is a skill. And that's really good news because a skill is something that anybody can develop. All you need is practice and a good set of tools. And a good mentor doesn't help either. When you learn the skills required to not just navigate, but also find fulfillment and peace in your stepfamily relationships, and especially, you know, especially finding fulfillment and peace in the, the relationships that are the most challenging to you right now. When you learn those skills, you become free. So if right now you find yourself, you know, caught in thought loops about how high conflict your spouse's ex is or how nasty of a person they are, how miserable they are, or if you're caught in thought loops about how bad those dirty scoundrel kids are, or how ungrateful or how disrespectful, then guess what? I love you so much, but you're allowing those people to have control over you. And thinking about how these folks are like doing you dirty will never, I repeat, never result in you breaking free of their nonsense. Why? Because if this is resonating with you, plain and simple, you are at their mercy. Plain and simple, if you are holding your breath, waiting for the day that the people in your step family see the light and get their shit together, you're going to be holding your breath for a long ass time. Like hopefully you're a mermaid because you're going to be holding your breath for a very long time. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. So if your step family isn't blending the way that you'd hoped, then you can pretty confidently point to the fact that 
your stepfamily relationships are a hot mess, then it's your responsibility to gain the tools, learn the skills, develop the emotional intelligence that's going to end up giving you peace and happiness. And if you're like, this is something else I saw all the time, if you're like, it's not fair, I'm the only one who ever puts any effort into trying to solve these step family problems, then you have two choices. You can either keep thinking it's not fair and refuse to add more tools to your tool bag and see how that works out for you. Or you can give yourself the absolute gift of developing the skills that you need to show up like an absolute mother effing queen in even the most awful relationship transactions. And you can give yourself the absolute gift of knowing that those skills translate, relationship skills translate to every area of your life. It's not just step families that these skills are going to help you in. Every other relationship of your life, your friendships, your work relationships, your leadership skills, there's no such thing as this being unfair because while you're on your throne watching the peasants squabble and as stepmom coach Naja Hall always says, being totally unbothered, you're going to be at a whole other level and you're going to be so damn grateful that you didn't wait for them to get their shit together before you allowed yourself to be happy, period. Like, why are you waiting for people who might not even like you to get their shit together so that they make your life easier? Like, it's a broken, it's a really a broken strategy. I get it, but it's a broken strategy. So hold your breath if you will, if you're a mermaid. Number two on the list, not feeling like enough. Did you know, this is, a, this is a very depressing statistic. Did you know that stepmoms have the highest rates of depression and anxiety of any parenting group? And like that includes stepdads too. Mothers, fathers, stepfathers, adopted, adoptive parents. Stepmoms have the highest rates of depression and anxiety of any parenting group. And... Might I add, every single woman I've ever worked with has the core belief that she's not enough. Coincidence? I think not. So if your stepfamily is not blending the way that you'd hoped and you find yourself often thinking that it's because you haven't tried hard enough or you haven't proven yourself yet or because the ex was good enough to marry and have kids with, but you're not. And no matter what you do or how hard you try or how much you stuff down what you're really thinking and feeling in order to keep life hunky-dory for the spouse and the kids, I want to ask you something. How will you know when you're good enough? How will you know when you have done enough to be good enough? I know for me, I used to think I'll know I'm good enough when I get the ring and then I got the ring and then it became, I'll know I'm good enough when he actually marries me and we're not just engaged and we eloped in a helicopter, got married on the top of a mountain and then it became, 
I'll know I'm good enough when he lets me have a baby. And then it was like, I'll let him, I'll be good enough when he lets me have another baby. Like no matter what I attached my good enoughness to, every time that thing happened for me, every time I reached the next milestone, I moved the target. Why? Because I still held this core belief that I wasn't enough. And no ring, no baby, no dream home, no time machine to go back and meet my husband first was going to change that. No overcompensating and buying my stepson all the fun things in the world. You know, no amount of dieting, no amount of exercising, no weight number on the scale, no amount of income that I brought in. There was nothing. There was nothing that could convince me that I was enough. No matter what I achieved, no matter what I gave, no matter what other people gave to me, until I healed that core wound, until I removed that devastatingly crippling belief that I wasn't enough, then nothing that happened on the outside of me could change that. So if your criteria for finally arriving at this elusive blended place, if that criteria includes finally being validated that you're enough, then my friend, please, 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 please have an honest conversation with yourself. Let yourself discover has there ever been a time in your life that you've felt good enough? Like, please ask yourself, has there ever been a milestone that you've reached that you didn't automatically discredit as not being important enough because you hadn't reached the next milestone yet, right? And it's okay to want more. It's okay to have big dreams and big goals for your life. It's important. It's very important. It's important your life has purpose and meaning. But if you're allowing your happiness and your worth, your worthiness, your enoughness to hinge on the fact that you don't have some of those things yet. And if you believe the reason you're not happy yet is because you haven't gotten to those milestones yet. I love you so much. But how can you ever create your fairy tale? How can you ever live out your dream life? that happily ever after that your heart is begging you for when deep down inside you don't believe you're worthy of it you don't believe that you're enough how can you ever have that you know honestly I I can't even put a percentage on the actual number but a lot 50, 60, 70 percent of the inner work that we do inside of the stepmom story is really designed to help you learn how to love yourself and believe that you're enough you know I can sit here and say until I'm blue in the face that you are enough exactly as you are I can sit here and say until I'm blue in the face that you're already doing enough. You're already a good enough stepmom. You're already a good enough partner. You're already a good enough business owner or employee or sister or daughter. I can say all of those things. I can share a billion memes on Instagram that say you're enough. You are already enough. People do all the time. There's always something being shared about you are enough. 
But the fact of the matter is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many times your partner, your partner says, you already are enough. It doesn't matter how many times your stepkids say to you, like, please and thank you. You're awesome. I appreciate you. It doesn't matter how many times other people tell you that you are enough. Because until you believe that you are, you'll always be looking for proof that you're not. Enoughness, feeling enough, is something you cannot get from other people. It has to, has to come from inside. And usually it comes from unlearning a lot of these lies that society has programmed us to believe about what makes us good enough. Our weight, our income, our relationship status, our parenthood status, the type of career that we have. Society has programmed us with all of these narratives, all of these stories that we tell ourselves that make us do these little internal subconscious calculations that say, like, have I met that checkbox? Am I good enough yet? Maybe when I get here, I'll be good enough. Maybe when this happens, I'll be good enough. And it happens. And people say you're good enough. People say you're awesome. But do we believe it? More often than not, we don't. So work on that. You know, really, really work on that. There's a reason it's number two on the list. There's a reason I did it. Descending order. Six, five, four, three, two. This one is really, really important. Like it's none of it matters. None of it matters. None of the other stuff matters. No amount of blending, no amount of perfect happy days, no amount of money, no amount of whatever means anything unless you get to the place where you believe that you're worth it and that you're enough. So please, 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 please work on enoughness and loving yourself and forgiving yourself and releasing shame and understanding what your core beliefs are about yourself about the world it's a big job right and it it might be uncomfortable some of it but it's also uncomfortable to walk around every day thinking that you're not good enough right that's that's torture that's absolute torture and last but certainly not least on our list the number one biggest reason that your stepfamily is not blending, maybe, the way you'd hoped, is that you probably don't have a clear vision of what that looks like, okay? You probably don't have a clear vision of what happily blended means to you, what happily ever after look looks like to you. And I see this mistake being made all the time okay in these Facebook groups I see it in my own groups I see it in my non-stepmom circles I see it so if you're making it you know that's okay you didn't know you don't know what you don't know how could you have known but as you know this is not a surprise as stepmoms we tend to have so much bs going on all the time That more often than not, it's almost like this vision that we had, used to have for our lives, this big extravagant vision, maybe, right? The picket fence vision or the high rise apartment vision or the loft downtown vision or the nice country acreage vision, whatever that vision is, 
right? We all have a vision of the way we wanted our lives to go. But with all the stuff that happens in step families, with all the BS that happens in step families, it can almost be like this vision that we have for our lives gets really narrowed, like tunnel visioned down to this teeny, teeny, tiny focus of the step family stuff. And that's it. Like, I don't know about you, but when I was a new stepmom during that identity transition, it was almost like my whole world shrank right down. Like instead of planning fun vacations with my friends, I started obsessing over holiday schedules with my stepson and how I couldn't go on trips with my husband because my stepson was going to be here for all of holidays. And what did that mean? And how could I arrange this, right? All of my holidays started to revolve around custody schedule. And I didn't go ahead and continue to plan vacations with my friends. I just stayed home and was bitter. Instead of like enrolling in club sports, you know, I played basketball for a long time and volleyball for a long time. Instead of enrolling in clubs, I had to prove a point about what a good stepmom I, what a good present stepmom that I was by going to every single one of my stepson's sporting events, right? I had to show my face. I had to make sure that his mom saw me there or his mom's friends saw me there, right? I was like staking my claim, marking my territory. So I sacrificed my own hobbies, my own interests to prove a point, right? To show up at my stepson's sporting events. And instead of like spending time connecting with my husband, being a partner, when my stepson was over, I would lock myself in my bathroom and I would take hours long baths, like heating the water up three or four times long baths chugging wine and scavenging the internet, looking for answers to my stepfamily problems. And if you're anything like I used to be back then, maybe you're starting to realize that all you can think about or all you spend your time and energy and money on anymore is trying to fix what's wrong in your stepfamily. If you're anything like I used to be, then maybe it's true for you that You've totally lost sight of what you actually want your future to look like and what kind of person you actually want to be. I'm sure you know what you don't want in your life. But when is the last time you sat down and really thought about what it is that you do want in your life in order to be really happy and abundant and peaceful and content and feel fulfilled, feel, feel fulfilled. That's a tongue twister. Say it 10 times fast. Feel fulfilled, feel fulfilled. Blah, blah, blah. But actually, what do you really want in your life? You know, who do you have to be to feel super fulfilled, to feel super awesome, to be super excited to wake up every morning and put your feet on the ground? If you're not sure, or you're just like, well, I just want to be happy, right? What does that mean? When people say, I just want to be happy, what does that mean? When people say, I just want to be peaceful, what does that mean? When people say, I just want my step family to blend, what does that mean? Like, how do you know when you're there? What specific thing needs to happen in order for you to know that you're there? Like for me, having a blended step family meant that I didn't dread my stepson coming over for our parenting time. That was the, that was the milestone. 
when he came, I, I wouldn't want to hide in the bathtub. I wouldn't hide in the bathtub. That was one of the milestones that meant this, our step family had blended, but that might not be the same for you. You might love your stepkids and have an instant and, and have an instant bond with them that that's not on your radar, right? For you having a happily blended step family might look like you don't have to navigate the conflict with your spouse's ex anymore right? It looks different for everybody. So when people say to me, you know, I just want to be peaceful. I just want to be happy. I just want my step family to blend. What does that mean? Right? What does that mean to you? Or you say like, I don't want this to happen. I don't want the ex to be, I don't want, I don't want the ex's drama. Right? But what do you want? Oh, I don't want my stepkids to disrespect me. Okay. But what do you want? Right? Disrespect means different things to different people. So if you don't have a clear vision of what happily blended means to you. If you don't have a clear vision of what happily ever after looks like to you, what type of career you want to be in, what type of relationships you want to have, what you want your hobbies to be. If you don't know where you're going, how do you know when you get there? Like what are the chances that you will ever be living a life that you love living if you haven't defined what that looks like yet? What are the chances it'll ever happen for you if you haven't defined specifically what that looks like for you. I'll give you a hint. Not very good chances, my friend. The laws of the universe dictate that whatever you focus on grows. So you can either focus on all the stuff you don't want. You can focus on all the sadness and heartbreak and chaos and discord in your step family. You can focus on all the things you don't have and therefore that will grow. Or you can focus on where you do want your life to to go. You can focus on what you do want your step family to look like. You can focus on what you do want your relationships to look, look like. What kind of career you do want to have. What kind of hobbies you do want to have. And then that will grow. The opportunities will grow. I'm not going to get into like all of the neuroscience behind it and the way that the brain works. But it is, it's not just like woo-woo stuff. Like this is literal brain science that dictates this. There's nothing in the world that exists that wasn't first a thought. So what thoughts are you choosing? What vision are you choosing? Are you choosing to focus on what you don't want? Or are you going to make a change and focus on what you do want? There's a reason that this is number one. Not having a clear vision of what happily blended or happily ever after looks like is the number one reason that people don't have it. We all know what we don't want but not many people know what they do want. So get that vision, get that vision nailed down, figure out what it is that you do want, come up with a plan to make it happen and watch it happen. It's just that simple. It might not be easy, but it is just that simple. We as humans, we love to overcomplicate things. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated. It just has to be crystal, crystal clear. That's it. And if you get that thing and you don't like it, actually, you get to change your mind. You're not writing it in blood. You're not committing to something forever and ever and ever. You are allowed to change your mind, right? So I hope that that gave you, this is a little bit longer episode than, than normal, but it's, it's, in my opinion, in my interpretation, it's really important. You know, it's these, these six reasons that stepmoms aren't living in families that they love living in. We want to, we all want to love our lives, right? 
So I hope that those, I'll just recap those, those six reasons again for you um, in reverse order. Number six was parenting, but not a parent. Number five was lack of control. Number four, a loss of identity. Number three, complicated relationship dynamics. Number two, not feeling like enough. And number one, not having a crystal clear vision of what you want your life to look like. So I know that I know that I gave you a lot to think about and a lot to go over. Um, if you're listening to this while you're driving, I would really encourage you to, you know, when you get home and you have an hour to sit down and and take notes and and really, really, really get honest with yourself. Like this is the work. This is the work. It's it's like people have this 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 thought in their minds that like, oh, well, we'll just go to court and get our court or court documents and whatever, get that all changed and and then everything will be fine, right? We have like all of these hopes and dreams that eventually like, oh, or you know, my stepkids other parent will get married and then they'll leave us alone, right? We 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 have we have such unrealistic expectations about what has to happen out there in order for us to feel good in here. We place so much emphasis and so much importance on other people and their actions and their behaviors that we become essentially passengers in our own lives. So if your step family isn't blending the way that you'd hoped, if you're not waking up every single day excited to put your feet on the ground and hit the ground running, ask yourself why. Ask yourself why. Go through these six reasons, see which of one of some, see which ones of them apply to you. And then do the work, right? Do the work. A thought without action is nothing. It's just a dream. Everything has to start with a thought, but it has to be, has to be followed by action or else there's no point of you in even thinking it, right? So that's it for me. Those are the six reasons your step family may not be blending the way that you had hoped, that is what I gleaned from my little venture back into the mainland from my sailboat. It'll be a hot minute before I go back into, into those groups again. But if you still find comfort and solace in them, then of course, do what you got to do to feel good. The important thing is that you're doing what feels good and not what feels convenient or short-term good, right? Like gossiping feels good short-term venting feels good short term but like long term happily ever after stuff different strategies if you want something you've never had you have to do something you've never done and I talk about this all the time you get to choose your discomfort right it is uncomfortable to sit down and ask yourself these questions and get honest about this it's uncomfortable to sit down and and admit to yourself you know what I actually have no idea what I want my life to look like. I know what I don't want, but I actually have no idea what my what I want my life to look like. Because then it's like you have to take responsibility for the fact that your life isn't where you wanted it to be. When we when we look at all the things that we have in our lives that we don't want, we get to make it everybody else's fault. But when we realize like, hey, this is my responsibility. I actually don't have a plan of what I want my life to look like. That makes it our responsibility. And I didn't say fault, right? We don't need to make things other people's faults or make it our own fault. It's just a lens change. So 
that is it for me, my friends. I'm hoping that you're following me over on the grams at the step queen. We've got some really exciting things coming up um, to help you live happily ever after. Right? That's that's what step queen is. That's what step queen is all about. I help stepmoms live happily ever after. And you, number two, you're worth it. Right? You're enough, and you're worth it, and you deserve it. We all deserve to be happy. All of us, every single one of us. Stepmoms have stepmoms have the hardest effing job in the whole entire world. I'm convinced of it. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to wing it. You don't have to focus on all the shit that you don't want. There's a better way. There's an easier way. There's a more supported way. There's a way outside of those Facebook, those epic Facebook groups that I have a huge vendetta against because they're so awful. Can be. Some of them are good. Not all of them are bad, but most of them are a little bit uh, terrifying. So you don't have to do it alone. Something I would say, friends don't let friends stepmom alone, right? We don't. We don't have to do it alone. And in fact, I would recommend not doing it alone. Nobody gets a stepmom like another stepmom. So, alrighty then, that is it for me. I'm signing off. Thank you for tuning in with me. Again, make sure you're following me over on the grams at the Step Queen. Send me a DM if this episode resonated with you. I would love to have a conversation with you and get to know you. Um, friends don't let friends stepmom alone. Have a great week. I will see you next time next time bye-bye hey there Brittany here I wanted to let you know about a special online mini training that I'm offering for free for a limited time it's called peace love stepmom and not to toot my own horn but beep beep it's pretty freaking awesome Peace Love Stepmom will give you the exact steps to take in order to create more harmony in your stepfamily without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or bite your tongue or ignore your own needs just to keep the peace. Because if you are listening to this, then chances are pretty good that you know there's a big difference between not fighting and actually feeling peaceful. To enroll in Peace Love Stepmom and get immediate access to this incredible online course, head to peacelovestepmom.com and sign up. It's totally free. You don't want to miss it. So go to peacelovestepmom.com to enroll and get immediate access. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. Oh, 
for more behind the scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts, tag me in your stories, let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better and Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend. <laughs>